What's up, guys? This is Season 1, Episode 1 of Tangential Advisory Podcast. The official. Season 0 just means I didn't have to upload them, right? Yeah? Uh, I, I guess so, yeah. Why not? Wait, you're going to be uploading these now? Now, Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just going to bite the bullet and go with, like, I don't know, Libsyn or Pod, Podbean or something that I can just pay and have them do all the work for me. Sweet. Does that mean we're officially going to be on, um, I almost said Spotify, but Spotify. I, yeah. I don't know <laughs> what is involved for Spotify, but the idea is I, I don't know how much you have to pay. If, if it's like a, a lot more, I'm not going to uh, go through something that does all the syndications for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if there is one that will do it at a decent price, then yeah, I'm sure it'll be on Spotify or whatever. And if not, don't check us on Spotify Oh yeah, I'll, Ooh, I'll get that check changed. for us on Spotify. I mean, you should be looking everywhere for us, high and low, uh, here and far, near and far. But I'm Neil. I'm Scott. I'm Cookie. And if you haven't already gotten it, uh, gotten the memo, this podcast is about tangents and sometimes video games. We try so hard to get to video games, but. You know, it's a difficult task, and so you'll just have to bear with us. What is video game? Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> boding well for episode one, season one of... Uh, do, you, do you like TAP? Do you like TAP, Tangential Advisory Podcast? Just abbreviating that baby or going all the way? Yeah, I, or I, I like we, it. Should we aim can for we start, tangential? Can we, start using the, can we start using the TAP out logo as well? Uh yeah sure. <laughs> Can we start drinking only tap soda? Uh, I'm actually just drinking water from the tap. That's right. I'm gonna oh. have a spigot just slightly off screen that uh, I turn to anytime I'm thirsty. Someone apparently has a great uh, aquifer or uh, well water. Aquafina. Oh. <laughs> Where is Montana's uh, drinking water? Where does that come from? Where is your water it's- supply? Uh, there's well water, like there's, um, you know, reservoirs, but also, I mean, we have a ton of like glacial slash just like mountain snow runoff in the rivers. So I'm pretty sure that some of that is also getting treated and used as well. I mean, it's like as pure as water gets for you. Uh, you can tell just from the fact that our water is like crystal clear up here. Like you can go to some rivers around here and probably look like three or four feet into the water and see the rocks below as though there's almost nothing between you and it. That sounds scary. Have you ever decided to bottle it and sell it at high prices? Name it. I have not. (laughs) I mean, I did have a coworker go up to a spring not super long ago and just bottle up a bunch of hot water and bring it back. And it was good. Uh, did you guys test it for particulates? Uh, it was so clear we didn't see any particulates, and I let everyone else drink it like the first couple days, saw if they got <laughs> sick, and since they didn't, I felt safe. Uh, I've I've got like a really nice uh, five minute craft for you. What you can do is you can take some uh, used or empty wine bottles, and you can pour the water into the wine bottles, and then put them in your fridge, and then they'll be nice and chilled. And maybe even add a ribbon onto the wine bottles afterwards, you know? God, that is such a five-minute craft thing. But why like would I, I... But a wine bottle, I need to, like, cork 
to, or I'm using a cheap wine bottle and screw topping it. You could put a cork. I mean, you could leave it opened in your fridge. It's not like it's going to hurt anything. Unless then you- it's going to taste like egg salad because if you have anything uncontained in the fridge, you know, it just sort of like mixes and absorbs that weird. Why fridge. is your why is your egg salad non-contained? I uh, I don't actually really eat egg salad, but this is just sort of a a thought that I have. Like whatever item is in the fridge that is the most potent, sort of smell and flavor wise, does find its way into other uncontained things. Uh, I'm gonna go on the first tangent of the video real quick, and the, have the we reason not already. The, 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 well, okay, yeah, maybe the water is, but. But uh, I, I don't know if this reference is, like, maybe too vague or maybe this is too deep into, like, the weird cesspool of, like, very, uh, we'll say, like, unnecessary internet content. But uh, th- this is, like, referencing... Like yeah, basically. This is referencing this uh, this old uh, Hallmark um, video or set of uh, five-minute craft videos. And these Hallmark... Like, it's it's the official Hallmark channel... And they are so bad. Like the the five minute crafts or whatever their crafts are are legitimately like take an old wine bottle, fill it with water, put it into your fridge. Like that is straight up one of them. And then I don't know people. And that's not anything. Yeah, exactly. That's and, nothing. And people so that wasn't uh, even your original idea. I'm ashamed. Nope, nope, it's definitely not. It's been recycled. Uh, people go so far as to like go into the comments and talk about the the possible drama that's happening between the members of these videos because it's it's usually one regular member and then rotating members and like there's definitely this weird degree of passive aggressiveness that the the main host has with one of the reoccurring guests and then at some point in time the main host just gets replaced entirely it's i don't know it's like if you could turn youtube how-to videos into soap operas that's what the hallmark channel is or craft channel. I don't know if they have multiple channels. They probably have one for like just advertising their their original content. You know, how this does sound to, like it straight to TV movies. Yeah, exactly. This does sound like it at least entertains the viewers. Maybe the crafts are terrible, but the sort of drama that you're trying to uh, eke out from video to video uh, <sighs> that could be where the real product is. Exactly. Who knew it was actually an ARG this whole time? <laughs> what have you guys been up to this week or past weeks for you cookie yeah um we finally decided that we're not moving we've been having a um back and forth of do we just sell the house for a ridiculous price right now because the housing market is crazy and then live on the streets for a little bit or do we just do the things we want to do to our house so i'm building a new deck again Wait, how old is this deck? A couple years? Uh, two years old, but I'm not building that deck. So I'm not sure if you remember we had that little patio thing in our backyard that was ground level. Yeah. I tore that out last year and I finally decided to spend the money and I bought all the wood. So I'm in the middle of a, building a deck down there. Ah, a double okay. decker, so to speak. It's nice. I'm taking a little break. That's why I decided to join the official season one, episode one of the tap podcast. Wait, you can't say tap podcast because then you'd be saying podcast. <laughs> ATM twice. machine. Oh, 
So season one, episode one of the Ta podcast. Yeah, there you go. That yeah, that one obviously works the best. It really it rolled off the tongue. We call ourselves the Tapcast. That could work. Yeah, yeah. Tangential advisory pod, and then you throw cast in there. It's sort of this. It's this transition that gets you back into speaking regularly out of the acronym. (laughs) I like it. Yeah, Um, but yeah. Besides that, been building a deck. I've got a bunch of new fight sticks since the last time I think I was on the podcast. Because I think yeah. the last time I was in Georgia, right? Or was it like right after I got back from Georgia? You, you were on your phone talking about uh, how Evo got purchased by Sony. Yeah. Oh, also random news. Discord did not get purchased by Microsoft. Yay. Would it have been that bad? Do you think they would have tried to incorporate Skype and Microsoft or Skype and Discord together or done something Ooh. crazy like that? I sure hope they didn't or wouldn't Pro- have. Probably because they've got a lot of overlapping things that Discord does. Yeah. No, I can't do better than that giggle pistol. But but um, can can you imagine having like uh uh what the the one cool thing about Skype is that when you're in a vo- video call, you actually get uh the sources. There there's a specific term for this, something regarding maybe the API, I don't know. Don't don't quote me on that. But you you can essentially get the sources from each of the participants videos. So instead of actually loading up a screen capture like I've done here or a video source technically, you could use the individual source not source code but like we'll say source identification uh whatever and put them directly into obs or xsplit or whatever you're using and then they show up as individual uh sources of video that you Mm. can then change this the sync of the delay of and so forth it actually is like really 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 cool and zoom doesn't do it and discord of course does not do it either so uh, why do we use why do we use Discord and not Skype? Because uh it's better every other way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, more or less. Nice. I could dig that. Um but yeah, besides that, got a couple got one new fight stick, designed a new fight stick, got an old fight stick back, so I'm up to four fight sticks now at this point. Something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. You just need a blue fight stick. I don't have a blue fight stick. I'm sorry. They're all like either mainly black or just white. I failed you. I failed you. But maybe I will design a blue fight stick. I like this now. Um, and we're getting a baby grand piano. Ooh, what? What the? Ooh, that is a that is a pull. Where did you find one? Um. So Lizzie's parents are moving into a smaller place. And they have a so there, and they have a baby grand that Lizzie grew up with. So instead of them getting rid of their baby grand, we're just going to give them our upright, mm-hmm. and they're going to, and we're getting their baby grand. Oh man, what a swap! Where are you going to put it in your living room? Mm-hmm. It's going to be your whole living room. Eh, it's not that big. It's not a full grand. Sorry, it's, a baby it's going. Grand. It's going to be half of your living room. It is going to be half of the living room. So the. <laughs> So I'm gonna have to redesign the kotatsu to be a bit smaller. Are you mm-hmm. going to uh, throw some um, couches in the street? 
Yes, probably. (laughs) Maybe. Uh, Are are you going to, like, throw some things on the walls to make it less chaotic? Because, like, the upright has some advantages in small rooms like that without, like, you know, hanging tapestries or whatever. Because, like, uh, it it doesn't... You don't have to accommodate for the reflections nearly as much. But having that baby grand in that room, that's... I mean, I know it's got, like, an open... uh, An open... um, sheetrock opening between that and the uh the dining slash kitchen the kitchenette i don't know if that's what people call it um, it's, a kitchenette. it's gonna it's gonna sound chaotic i think in there you've got carpeted floors at least so that'll be fine not for long oh you're <laughs> you uh you're gonna have some carpet underneath the piano like a throw rug or, or whatever we don't know yet but we also are getting our um floors redone as well mm. lots are of construction ed- gonna go in the house and you're going for a hardwood or uh, like that. What is it? That luxury vinyl tile, if you've ever seen that. Luxury vinyl laminate, baby. Yo, yeah, that <laughs> fake wood is so nice. It's so good. Oh, my uh, God, so good. We use it actually in, uh, well, we don't use it now. We did use it in the old lab space that we had. And then my folks have also used some. And Boy, it's hard to tell the difference between that and wood at first glance, and the like durability and ability to just like clean it is so so nice. Is that fake wood veneer that you're uh, sitting on top of right now? Yeah, I'm on fake wood right now. Yeah, I mean from the camera, it looks it looks real it like looks, carpet. Yeah, I it thought looks it was like, carpet. Uh, honestly, <laughs> really dirty carpet. Well, just like really textured carpet. Oh, okay. like, you yeah. know, some people There's like to have slats weird in carpet. this in this carpet texture. <laughs> you, you, you mean like the type of carpet you see in an office space or an elementary school? Yeah, exactly. Where it's like it, they they couldn't decide what color it needed to be, so there's like twelve different shades of purple and gray put together. I don't think it's they couldn't decide as much as this is the most vomit proof <laughs> oh, yeah. pattern. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> this is this is meant to incorporate the stains to make it you know, like become part of the whole as, as an aesthetic element. Like that's sort of the brilliance behind those designs. And they invite cheaper than buying a Jackson Pollock carpet. Yeah, exactly. They assimilate mess. (laughs) I wonder, I wonder what like the sound properties of a veneer is because I doubt it actually has the same properties as like a wood floor. I mean, it'll be more absorbent than a wood floor. Wait, seriously, but I would disagree. Wouldn't I? I would. I don't know. I had to ask myself. (laughs) So I do know that when we were talking with the the guy who's going to be doing it, he was like, so literally when you're like walking around upstairs on a hardwood floor, Mm -hmm. that sound travels a lot more. The luxury vinyl laminate absorbs more sound than the wood does it's a lot less reflective oh yeah okay so you're talking about in terms of uh in terms of um, sound transmission yeah 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 i think we're talking about specifically sound waves the hitting reflection. the exterior yeah and the reflection as opposed to the transference yeah i mean so we'll have to see i i would recommend you find yourself a fancy looking but not expensive like you know, generic ass red pattern rug. You know the one I'm talking about that has like the, uh, uh, you know, it, it's got the frill or whatever on, the, you know, two sides, opposite sides, and then there's some sort of pattern. Yes, I, do, I do know which one you're talking about. Yeah, the one that we all think of. You got to put that under that piano just for like some of those short, uh, short wave or uh, short form uh, early reflections. Um, or 
get a really nice, incredibly luxurious sort of thick Persian style rug. Go and That's uh, what you gotta go for plushy as you can do. Go hunt some endangered uh, game in Africa and uh, and then bring back Put a their... lion pelt. Down, yeah, yeah, exactly. But make sure you do it illegally, and make sure it's you get, you get caught on social media too. And while you're there, you should also just make some insensitive comments about. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then run for governor. You'll you'll get it since you're in Nebraska. That's right. Pete Ricketts yeah. will come to your defense. You know, I was thinking about the other day being a being a transplant. Uh, I not to go into the details of how many transplantings I've had over my life, but it, at least as an adult, being a transplant from Nebraska to Montana, like at least I can say now that my governor could beat up my old governor. Uh, he beat the shit out of my old governor. So I am upgrading, I think. That's good. Maybe one yeah. day we'll upgrade. Maybe. I doubt it. But maybe. But yeah, that's that's kind of been my life. I was hoping to beat the Final Fantasy VII remake. But I'm just like in the last chapter in the last little bit. And so, I hear that that's very long, actually. Is it? I'm just at the very beginning of it. So all I all I remember is I was listening to another sort of gaming podcast, which I won't name because we don't need competition. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a good podcast. Uh, it's quite a while ago. It was called the uh, the Besties. They're also apparently struggling to have an audi- an audience, so I don't feel bad throwing uh, some listeners their way. Are Long story short, though, one of the uh, it's like it's got a couple of guys from Polygon and former Polygon. Uh, game journos uh what is it christopher plant rush frustic and then the mcelroy brothers justin and griffin mcelroy long story Wait, short the mcelroy brothers are a part of this and yeah. it's not just instantly famous and they don't have travis which should make it even more successful just kidding <laughs> sorry travis mcelroy i think you're great uh <laughs> um but long story short i believe if I remember correctly, Rush Frushstick was talking about how he was trying to get it done in time and he got to like the second to last chapter. Oh, I better quit before this last chapter because I can't have another surprise like four and a half hours for this one segment. Um, and it turns out that was actually the correct choice. I believe that later in another episode, he was just like, yeah, I would have never like I would have been playing up and into the recording that we were doing. So I do believe you are in for a good sort of long stretch for your finale. Well, that's good. Well, it won't be a hard stretch because I'm playing the game on easy. What? what? Is there any other way to play a game? No, no, there's not. Screw this whole. I can't even believe Neil shrugged at that too. Yeah, I'm excited for us to get new listeners with this sort of new release of uh, Tapcast and people be like, oh, Scott's the easy game guy. (laughs) <laughs> so I cookie. never ever reference my old gaming background at all. <laughs> I mean, I, I was just talking about Final Fantasy 15 a little uh, bit ago, and, and thinking to myself, or I, I was expressing the thought that like that game, I think probably would have been just as enjoyable if the combat didn't matter or didn't happen, or if the combat was a cinematic. I was gonna say, did the combat matter? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I need to beat that game at some point in time, and then I can get back to you on whether or not I feel like uh, it's a waste of time. The combat, that is. 
Wait, was 15 the boys' road trip? Yeah. Boys' yeah. road trip. Oh. I need to beat that too, actually. Yeah. And, and the whole reason why huh. like, I didn't was because I knew that the DLC that was going to finish the story never uh, was canceled. So, so then I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going to finish the story. Uh, especially if it turns out to be something like the Final Fantasy X-2 or X-2.5 novella stuff, which is ridiculous. Wait, the... Final Fantasy was doing a Kingdom Hearts thing? What? Yeah, so so the the author of uh, Final Fantasy X has like a handful of novellas and whatnot. Wait, Giggle Pistol says the DLC that changed the ending wasn't canceled? Wait, are are you sure about that? I'm Wait, change the ending? I So maybe maybe my perception of Final Fantasy XV is a little different here, but I was under the impression that like at some point in time after a couple of the episodes for Final Fantasy fifteen had been released, and I think they even had plans for a couple of VR experiences, uh, they canceled one of the VR experiences, and they canceled like the final episode or something of Final Fantasy fifteen. Wait, so, they canceled one of the VR experiences? Yeah, I think they did, because they had one for fishing, which came out, if I'm not mistaken. And, and then, then the other one... The gun one. With, and, and more appropriately, there's a part where you get to hang out with uh, Sydney or, you know... Cindy Sid- is what they call her uh, in a car. <laughs> that was the one thing I remember. I think that one got, oh, got canceled. That, that didn't actually come out. Are you sure it didn't come out and just not not in just the U.S.? Because that's something Japan would really love. I, I if know. I've, if I've learned something weird recently, it's that the game. Oh gosh, Rival Schools part two only was released because of the dating sim version that they had on the bonus content of part rival schools one. All I would say is that we're, and we'll get back to this topic later, but we're in the universe where like Sony does like to censor things and Nintendo on the other hand, likes to live very dangerously, (laughs) very, very dangerous, dangerously put a pin on that. We'll get back to it later. Yeah, uh, I need to know what we're referencing here. I'm curious as well. Are we talking about Mad World for the Wii? I mean, no, but that that's a pretty gory game, right? I, I guess uh, yeah. th- that's actually crazy. That was back in the Wii days. That was back in the mm-hmm. Wii days. Yeah. That's my I, life, though. I've humbled so, Neil with this reference. It's 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 crazy when you think back that this change was not actually one that just happened over the last couple of years. I was pretty sure that we entered the meme timeline just recently or like a few years ago, but mad world that's what, like 12 years old now, 10 years old. God, maybe older. Uh, well, let's see. I was, yeah, I was in high school. Ooh, I was just in high school. Shit. Uh, yeah. 13 years ago. That's a while. Yeah. And I called you guys old. Here I am, old bones. High school was was more than a decade ago. Well, in, any, okay. in any case, what's, though. What's uh, so crazy about the Nintendo? Why is Nintendo living dangerously? I, no, I we're going to get back to it. We yeah, to, because okay, we got to talk about Scott's week. Okay, my fine. Week. Let's did talk you watch the Josh fight, Scott? I did not watch the Josh fight. I heard about the Josh fight. And did it actually happen locally for you guys? Like, Pseudo locally, uh, I, don't, I don't think we had a local Josh fight, but apparently, okay. officially a toddler one. Yeah, he was. Well, he's five. I don't know if five is a toddler anymore. 
Neil, you look confused. Do you not know about the Josh no, fight? No, I, I know about the Josh fight. What I was confused about, too, is that, like, uh, well, my first confusion, which wasn't expressed by my face, um, or that that wasn't my expression for it, rather, uh, was uh, I, I wasn't reacting to the Josh fight. I, I'm still a little surprised that this actually became something more than just, like, a joke I saw on the Omaha Reddit. Like, You've, you have to respect Nebraska it, though. There are, there are so many Joshes. Why not? Like... If it were if it were a fight amongst people with a less common name, perhaps it wouldn't have been organized. But you're going to have some Type A Joshes in the mix. Wait, like, so that's guaranteed. So what what is this toddler fight you guys said? Uh, not a toddler oh. fight. Just <laughs> the winner. The winner was a five year old kid, and he was he was crowned the winner of the Josh fight. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was sort of a just a charming moment of humanity. If Cookie wants to talk on it more. No, that was it. it was just, I didn't actually catch it as well. It was literally a, there was a Josh fight. There was a Josh fight? Or no, it was someone named Josh challenged someone else named Josh to a fight, but no one was being specific. So it, all the Joshes got involved. That's right. Wait, what was it? Not a Facebook group where like one person by the name of Josh will say Josh White invited everyone else that had the name Josh White on Facebook and and, and the message was something like, you're probably wondering what this message is about. And someone else is like, we all have the same name, question mark. And then he spills out the details with the coordinates that lead you to like outside uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, like some mm-hmm. farmland. Meet here in one year. Bring a pool noodle. One uh, mini Josh's enter, one Josh leaves. I, that's not how it's put, but like that was essentially the uh, the gist of it. It would be wild if it was like a great Josh Coling, though. <laughs> uh, j- You'll never catch a Scott with that kind of trap. No fucking way. Too skittish. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I've I've been too tied up in other stupid internet. Um, we'll say like reality, not TV shows, to uh, to even pay attention to the Josh Josh fight. Have you been watching Listen or Love It as well? No, no, non-show as in like reality, reality, like uh, subreddit drama and stuff. A topic you probably can't talk about, Cookie. A fina- uh, a financial topic. Uh, mm, maybe. Are you talking Doge? No, I'm talking about uh, the other one. Oh, GameStop? Yeah. Still going on. Still going on, man. Still going, Still going on. on. Diamond hands. It's fun to. I, I mean, really, at the end of the day, it's like I, I I'm not like taking anything for what it's actually worth in terms of uh, due diligence and whatnot. But it's a fun story. It's it's really <laughs> I'm not entertaining. Due diligence at all. <laughs> Neil says with a smile. <laughs> uh, I do actually have a question. This is not financial advice or or. This is totally outside of the stock market. This is pure sort of just question of how much of your monthly income do you try and put away into savings every month? Or do you go for like an annual sort of lump sum that you transfer to savings? What is your savings plan? Me? I'm going to ask both of you this question. Um, So I do $50 a week. Lizzie does $100 a week Mm -hmm. because she makes more than me. Tisk tisk. Hey man, I, I wanted a sugar mama. I've got one, kind I've, of, but she yeah. makes me work. Sad day. 
it's flexible for me if uh basically what happens is uh when when i pay off any of my bills or rent or whatever um once i've paid off that last one everything that i'm not using right away goes into a uh it leaves my checking account we'll say oh so, so you actually you're putting away sometimes maybe 10 percent, sometimes maybe 40 percent. yes sometimes maybe two percent so it, it like sometimes i'm transferring over like eight hundred dollars sometimes i'm transferring over two hundred dollars depending on if i had to do things like you know patch up the car or whatever i had to pay for like prescriptions that sort of stuff mm, so wow but i mean i don't know i i've been trying to live like this super frugal lifestyle for a while now and it's like it's paying off in terms of like that that uh that savings going up but i'm also too scared to like put it into uh a lot of different like higher yielding um accounts will say just because i i i'm scared to i'm scared to fucking deal with uh uh the possibility uh, th- this is stuff that you you probably don't want to comment on cookie but i'm always or i i'm a little scared of like uh the volatility of the market right now mm-hmm. so i'm sure that i could find sense. some etfs and shit that would be more than fine to throw them into but well i'll tell you the thing that one of my good friends told me mutual funds yeah man yeah that was me i said it too maybe i didn't say it to you personally but mutual funds i mean the yield on mutual funds has been very good for the entire time i've been using them so far you mean post 2008 uh well yeah because i mean i didn't have enough money to invest until like 2017 2018 anyway um, so and besides a very big red triangle in 20 uh in 2019 or 2020 yeah in 2020 doing pretty good i've got green triangles to balance out the big red tri- or the big red triangle <laughs> god I, i've read too much about triangles damn it they're the best shape they're a good shape but yeah i was just very curious i uh i'm currently doing like sort of a i'm like trying to put away probably a quarter of what i earn into savings but that just won't be possible once i find a place to live most likely i'll have to cut back on that yeah that's that's kind of where we're at why we don't put more into savings because you don't have yeah you don't have it lying around to put in the savings you you gotta pay a a house bill or mortgage i mean i guess technically technically i should be putting yeah oh yeah i guess i should be um upping that now shouldn't i because I'm done with my student loans, baby. Oh yeah, yeah. You you definitely should. But what about all the uh, what about all the hitboxes, the sticks, and uh, is that what they're called? Hitboxes? Not hitboxes. Fuck, I can't remember. Well, actually, one of them so, is called a hitbox. Okay. This one is a hitbox, but this is the only hitbox I have. Time this to- is an all button fight stick. All button fight stick. Okay, there's the term we're looking for. Time Look to get banned from Street Fighter tournaments, baby. Beautiful, beautiful sheen on that guy. Oh, also, this is my newest D&D character. He was designed by a um, by a friend. Uh, yeah, KRT draws or something like that. Something like that. I can't. I don't know what his account is specifically for Instagram because I don't have it. But you'll find it. You'll find it around there. Uh, what else have I been up to? I probably, 
If I didn't talk about hammock stuff, I will sometime here in the future. You, you talked about some hammock stuff last time. Man. I can't stop. Yeah. I mean, the weather's been gross. So honestly, I've just been actually reminiscing on the hammock time I got last last week. But uh, I went to the International Wildlife Film Festival. It's the 44th anniversary here in Missoula. We host it at our sort of art house theater, The Roxy. And they did a garden showing of a documentary called 2040, which is like an optimistic view of how to address climate change uh, issues using currently existing technology. And I believe it was actually... It was made and uh, I think first released in 2019. So even the technology is, you know, a couple of years old now uh, as far as it's like technical ability, but really interesting, like fascinating. I thought to some extent the presentation is a little cheesy uh, and there's with, I think, just the runtime of the documentary, not a lot of time to actually talk about the... Uh, like sort of the net uh, impacts of certain technologies where we're talking about pretty much the positives exclusively. And they are, they are substantial um, and they are very interesting. And there's one that I can think of that does not present any, like I can't think of any conceptual like negative that comes with it. And that is this like oceanic permaculture, which is creating essentially like floating beds that stay uh and we're talking like super super simple construction it looks like someone just has sort of like pvc pipe floating you know maybe 10 15 feet below the water out in the ocean held up by uh, a device that is powered just by like ocean currents to hold uh the stalks of seaweed that just rapidly grows and seaweed does a ton of co2 capture but it also helps like reduce the acidity of the ocean and it creates a like good byproduct for uh both you know food for humans feed for animals and then fertilizer just because of its really high like nutrient and nitrogen content specifically i'm just like holy shit why do we not have like just as much oceanic permaculture as possible going on as a project now because I do not see the downsides anywhere as far as like cost or feasibility. Uh, the only thing is like, you know, you want to harvest it fairly regularly. Like it can grow seaweed, I believe half a meter a day with certain seaweed species. That's insane. I mean, if you put a 24 hour sort of, uh, you know, camera on that, you'd literally watch it just like sort of stitch itself together as it, as it uh, continues to grow. Because it's not red meat, Scott. I know, but you could feed your red meat with it at least. Actually, can cows eat seaweed? I mean, I'm sure probably it's fine. Yeah, I'm sure they can. Why not? Yeah, it's it should be really easy for them to eat. No, I, I'm a I'm a big fan of seaweed. I yeah, I had seaweed that day, and I was thinking like, man, I love the taste of like good, just you know, dried and salted seaweed. It's delicious. Or hell, like it can be. It doesn't have to be dried and salted and so forth. You can get your good old uh, um, wakame sal uh, salad, or it's wakame salad, right? Where it's like it's kind of like uh, I would say almost like slimy and gelatinous. Yeah, I do, I'm not as big of a fan of that, but I've I've had like a Korean squid salad before that was similar that used uh you know like a wet seaweed and it was good. 
in miso oh. soup uh yeah in, in miso it's oh. good actually i went to a uh vietnamese place that opened up here in town called pho v and i had probably my favorite kimchi i've ever had it must have been like fermented with a little bit of brown sugar or something because it was kind of sweet so good i really like that sort of sweeter kimchi variety that's the first time i've had it that way you're not a fan of like spicy kimchi oh no i love spicy food are you kidding me i'm totally down for it but like the sweet the sweetness paired with the spice was really nice i've Mm. never had it where there's like any detectable sweetness to it and my sister the kimchi snob was like this is too sweet for me I don't think that the play- flavor profile is as complex as it can be. And I'm just like, man, I love this sweet, spicy <laughs> cabbage. <laughs> so it was really good. I enjoyed it. The pho was like nothing special, but it's just nice to have like a good pho place again. They did have really good meatballs, which was cool. Their rare beef was not the best rare beef I've had. Oh, that's okay. The meatballs were still really impressive. Like it's probably one of the first times where I was like, ah, oh, yeah, these are like, you can tell these are homemade meatballs for sure, which is nice. You ever gone to an Asian mart and just picked up the random assortment of meatballs, like the pre-made ones? No, I haven't. It, are they gross? I mean, they're okay. <laughs> I, I didn't like them. I feel like they could be gross. Like the, <laughs> so, so they they straight up actually have uh, like different colors that are an easy indication of telling you which ones are which. If you you know, I bought like a picked up a variety of them i don't mm-hmm. i don't see them like packaged in varieties together but like you'll have pork meatballs you'll have your shrimp meatballs you'll have your i don't know what else meatballs your fish meatballs but like they just i don't know they look as processed as it comes just like these uniform little balls like you know if you go and get italian meatballs or uh or like your freezer aisle american store like italian meatballs there's like a texture to them and stuff you can see like uh the the difference in consistency like the balls aren't just smooth balls yeah and these aren't necessarily perfect spheres but they just don't necessarily have the uh i don't know they 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 just look over processed okay I have uh, I have one last thing to hop off the tangent of talking about like sure, an Asian sure. market. We just had a, a tiny little like uh, international market or Asian market open up uh, next to one of my favorite ice cream shops, and I went there to check it out. It's pretty cool. It's got a variety of stuff. It very much has like probably at least one of maybe the four ish like full shelves dedicated to a lot of like international little snacks and whatnot, but also, you know, we're talking like some good, like fresh noodle options, some, uh, different like seafood options available. I was able to get some like Thai red chilies, uh, like freeze dried and, uh, vacuum sealed. So I'm excited to use those sometimes for cooking, but, uh, I tried a pandan like cake, like a little processed cake thing that was pretty good. And it's like, I think it's uh, maybe colloquially referred to as screw pine, but it is a, it is an interesting sort of like uh, green sort of like planty, almost gelatinous cake that uh, is really, really yummy. Like the description I can find for the uh, like flavor profile 
is naturally sweet, uh, grassy with hints of rose, almond, and vanilla, verging on coconut. And I'd say that actually sounds just about right. Uh, sounds fancy. It's really good. So yeah, Pondon, um, got to try it sometime. Ooh, question for you. Have yes. either of you had fresh lychee? Uh, yeah. Yes, I've had it as a juice. It's really good. Not as a I juice, as also, a fruit. I think I've actually also had it as a fruit. One of my uh, one of my old coworkers was uh, Laotian, and she'd bring that and like fresh rambutan uh, from time to time to eat. I just had it the other day for the first time, and it was delicious. I was like, man, this tastes exactly like all these drinks and processed things that I eat all the time. That's right, <laughs> but it's but it's fresh. It's like it's a solid thing to chew on. Weird. I love it. You weren't you weren't thrown off by the texture at first? No, no. I just I just went right in. I, Cause I ended up ordering a like a lychee teeny and it came with a piece of lychee skewered through it as its garnish. And I was just oh, like Oh, okay. Is this good. an is this an onion? What what is this? And then about halfway through dinner, I was like, you know what, Lizzie, fuck it. I'm just going to take a bite. I'm just going to take a bite. I'm going to figure out, oh my gosh. It, it's an interesting taste. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly what the shell is like to them because like, if you if you go and get them yourself, there's either a skin or a shell or something that you have to peel off before you eat it. Maybe you yeah. can eat it, but I don't... I don't. Lychee's got like a rough sort of... Uh... It's red, right? Yeah, it's like uh, sometimes yellow or red and a little spiky. Um, rambutan, for instance, has like almost like a hairy sort of uh, like spiky texture. It's really weird. You should look up rambutan sometime too. This pandan cake looks pretty pretty good. It's very green. Yes, it's super green. I mean, it looks like it looks like. Uh, yeah, I don't have a green to reference right now. It looks like a sage green. Like, it's quite dark, but vibrant, bold. It's delicious. Uh, but that's all is, I've been up... Go ahead. What does Rabotan taste like? Uh, it's sort of milky. Huh. Like, yeah, it's a milky fruit is the best way I can describe it. They sell these at my local baker's. I'll pick one up. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, obviously, don't eat the outside, but I like the inside. It's good. But what if the outside has all the best nutrients, the highest fiber? Well, it's never coming out of your body with those little like uh, <laughs> swallowing holes. Yeah, it's hanging on to the interior lining of your stomach forever. All right, durian as well. It's on my list. Durian's the one that you have to be careful preparing or something because it will stink up. Yeah, a durian's lot or something. the stinky one. Oh well, then never mind. I'm not getting that fresh. Then I will just get it. You get it spoiled. Prepared. Durian Prepared gray. by somebody. <laughs> hey, I, I care about people. I, I don't want to have them go into something un, <laughs> un, uh, uninformed. Um, what Thanks, else have Neil. you been uh, up to, Scott? No, that's it. That's all, that's all I've got that's not like definitely in the gaming category. Oh, that's not true. Shit. <laughs> I'll be quick about this one. Uh, because I'll finish it and probably have something to say by next time. Yeah, I'll probably finish it in time. Uh, Amazon Prime has a show called Invincible. One of my uh, one of my chemists, who is like a shy person, or at least like just is quiet, doesn't talk very much. 
was like very adamant that I check it out. And so oh, I was like, great. oh, animated superhero thing. Yeah, that's not really me. But when he brought it up a second time more forcefully, I was just like, okay, like this, this person never like shows this sort of level of excitement or like pressure on something. So I'll check it out, whatever. I'll give the pilot a try. Uh, and because <laughs> have you, did you see the boys? Yeah, exactly. So, with, that was so without thing. spoiling anything for anyone, it's The Boys, the if animated like, show. Yeah, if you like the vibe of The Boys, then it definitely works within that same sort of irreverent and maybe more <laughs> realistic uh, like approach to superhumans and sort of their ability to be corrupted and the damage that that causes to society and whatnot. It's really fascinating. It's been a good show. It's been surprising. Um the best running joke by far is the fact that like for the title card of invincible, they almost always have a character about to say invincible in some context. Yeah. And then they splash the title card, which is very fun. And then there's a blood splatter across the title card that seems to be getting worse and worse as the episodes progress. But, uh, the delight, obviously, is that it's the name of a character, and everybody's just like, "That's a bit optimistic, don't you think?" <laughs> it's like, "Oh, I've been fighting you for about five minutes, and I think that you're full of it." It's got a lot of talented cast. There's a ton of voices I've already recognized. The main character is played by Stephen Yen, uh, the uh, prominent like Asian American actor. Sandra Oh plays a character who whom I love. Uh, J.K. Simmons. Uh, you may know him best from the uh, State Farm commercials uh, has a prominent role. Uh, who else do we have? We have Jillian Jacobs from Community Fame. Uh, there's people everywhere. Uh, Jason Manzukas is in there uh, from The League. Mark Hamill? Hamill? I, I was is gonna... Mark Hamill in there? Shit, I didn't even know Mark Hamill was in it. Is, is this yeah. uh, is this cartoon pretty graphic? Because I, I was just looking up images it, on Google Image Search, and I okay. saw one with a collection of, uh, so, of blood. It's, it's so, so mild in that pilot episode. But by the end, I did feel a little sick and had to like pause for a moment. We're talking about a level of graphic violence that caught me completely off guard. <laughs> Trigger warning for people who don't like gore. Uh, it had me... A little queasy so oh, yes, yeah it's, it's pretty fucking violent for okay. not knowing anything about it that's why i say now when i describe the show to people i'm like did you see the boys you if saw, you the, saw boys, the boys that guy got blown up the- by the asshole uh that's going like that will be recreated maybe not frame for frame but like that sort of level of just disturb it like yeah disturbing violence definitely exists and on a and on a lighter note, Harley Quinn on HBO Max, really good animated series. Wait, last violent? Yeah. I take it. Wait, wait, wait. Did you just shake your head? No, it's not good. Oh no, it's great. It's wonderful. Like yeah. honestly, if it wasn't on HBO Max, it'd be even better because uh, then you know you don't have to need HBO Max to watch it. But mm-hmm. if you get a chance to see it, it's it's not my it's not my favorite. DC animated series, which is very hard to do because DC makes really good animated things. Do the uh, a lot of the original cast uh, of like, well, not original cast, I should say, but like the long time uh, voiceover uh, talent, do they reprise their roles for this? Like Mark Hamill as Joker, et cetera, et cetera. I don't believe so. 
Yeah, I really don't believe so. But either way, animated series, well worth a watch if you're into anime superhero things. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and to answer, yeah, Giggle Pistol says they only got halfway through the first episode. It was boring and way too PG, uh, which I assume PG stands for Pistol Giggle. Uh, it does not stay that way. It absolutely does not. Uh, it definitely has these vibes where I'm just like, oh, this is for like this is for kids. Uh, you know, kids will enjoy it or whatever. Then I was at, immediately uh, by the end of it, like this is not for kids at all. Uh, kids should not be allowed to see this ever. Uh, I don't is, think I should be allowed to see. Yeah, this, at this, I, this point. is too much for me. Do you know if the comic has uh, finished its serialization or? I do not know, but I do know that the uh, the author of the comic is like the main uh, like directive eye behind the, oh, the that's series. Good. That's good. Yeah, so it does. I, I'm assuming because once again, I have no familiarity with the comic. I just hopped into this, but I'm assuming it's able to keep a lot of its same vision with the same creator sort of spearheading both I the comic and, it, and the animation. I think it is done because it ends on Invincible 144, according to Google. Okay. Mm. So Healthy run? Yeah. yeah and I, ended I, in I would, 2017. I would say show wise, there's definitely um, there's good humor in it. The story is interesting. You're not going to be dazzled by any of the animation you see. Like this is not going to be keeping pace with most animation that you're going to see coming from Japan and like some sort of shonen action show or whatever. As long as but, you're not talking about season two of anything. Season, yeah, it's better than season two of One Punch Man, I guess. Uh, but it can't compete with season one of those those same sort of properties one punch man or mob psycho or whatever you want i have never seen jujutsu kaisen but i'm going to take a stab in the dark that jujutsu kaisen also has pretty good animation comparatively yeah it looks looks that's what i've heard it's great it's wonderful yeah so you're not getting anything special visually but that's okay it's been it's been firing on all other cylinders uh, well enough that I'm not worried about it being like less visually appealing as an art style. And it's not bad either. It doesn't look bad. They use the 3D sparingly. And so sometimes you're just like, ah, okay. But we're also talking about it's not Knights of Sidonia or whatever, where it's all 3D and you're just like, please, can we not use this as the predominant art style? if it's going to look this sort of like floaty and, and janky. Ooh, one thing that you can never unsee once it's mentioned to you, though, about it is um, I was watching an episode of Animators React by Corridor Digital, and they mm-hmm. popped up, popped up um, Invincible, and he was like, the one thing I really hate is when Invincible's flying around because it's like he doesn't have any real depth or weight to him, so he's kind of like a still image being slid across a background. Yeah. But he's also super <laughs> clumsy too with the flying, which is kind of interesting. So they do try like they try and add a motion element to it, but it does it doesn't have that same, yeah, kinetic feel that like say uh to even think of an example from quite a while ago now, those first couple episodes of like Attack on Titan with their maneuver gear, you're just like, holy shit, I f- you like feel and you see the momentum. And in this one it's just like 
guy's pretty bad at flying, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that that finished, by the way, in term at least the manga Attack on Titan. It's over. Good. It got a little too dark for me. The uh, anime, at least. How uh, have you? It's hard to talk about that without like giving spoiler spoilers off, right? Mm-hmm. How yeah. far did I get? Yeah, without giving spoilers. Are you current? Um, no, I'm not current. Okay, I stopped. I think last season episode one, where you find out that I'm trying to say this without giving away any spoilers, where the where a village gets attacked by titans and you hear one of the like people who fight the titans you hear his mother calling out to him i don't even remember but that's (laughs) fine that's fine it's okay it's the big spoiler of where some of the titans are coming from yeah oh okay okay yeah i do i do know what you're talking about now I guess that was a much easier way of saying that. <laughs> Have you, uh, oh, I mean, are we, are we good to go into video games? We're on video game talk. All yeah. Right. So tell me all about near replicant. I, I haven't started it yet. I don't think I'm going to start it quite yet. I've still got like a bunch of games I want to get through first. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I, I, I personally have to figure out whether it's going to be a PC or PlayStation four purchase for me. Uh, partly due to like what's most accessible for TIFF to play, uh, and also like if there's performance issues on PC, because we know like I will I know I should say that Automata was not the best PC port. Mm-hmm. Automata, uh, Automata, Automata. Yeah. Um. Uh, I I did want to circle back to uh, Final Fantasy 15 and X for just a second. Uh, Final Fantasy 15, I I posted a link in chat, but like apparently there are a, there were a few planned DLCs that ended up getting scrapped, and then they released a novel on it or a novella or one of the two, uh, which details the ending of the series. The um, cookie, I, I, I wanted to really just let you in quickly on Final Fantasy X's novellas, like that priest or that, that follow up on Final Fantasy X2. Uh, but have you really not heard any of like the stupid memes about the exploding Blitzball or Blitzbomb or anything like that? No. It, it, it's like, uh, like I, I, I think if anyone's watching this or listening to this, they might have already uh, probably went through this before but like uh to really dumb it down and paraphrase it obviously spoilers like the story of final fantasy 10 goes on and includes things such as uh titus and yuna getting into a fight and titus in his anger accidentally this this point this point gets embellished on a lot uh, cause it doesn't actually happen this way, but it's funnier to think of it this way goes and kicks something that he thinks is a blitz ball, but it turns out to be a bomb and it blows off his head and his head then lands in Yuna's lap. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, no, it, it's, it's fucking great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, so so that makes me somewhat like reserved uh, about the idea of reading like a novella to finish the story of a series or a game because, like, it. Uh, 
I'm assuming it wouldn't necessarily get vetted nearly as much as if it were being put into a video game, like a higher production thing. Because let me tell you, like if if the if the director and executive producers and producers that worked on Final Fantasy X were like going over the story, they probably would have been like, uh. I don't know if this makes it. Let's let's talk about it a little more. There's obviously more more tact and shit to this uh, than just my brief paraphrasing. But yes, this is some fucking weird shit that happens in the ten dash two point five or three, however you want to look at it, sort of lore. Um, in terms of games, I I played. I picked up a random horror game off of the Nintendo uh, store yesterday. At the uh, at the suggestion of Tiff, uh, we we happened to come across it and it looked meme as fuck. By the way, you, you remember that pin we put up just a bit ago about like uh, you know Sony being the cautious one and N- Nintendo being the uh, the raunchy yes. one. So this game is called Oh God, I'm gonna have, gonna have to bring it up again, but it's called Livestream. Let me sorry one sec. Let me pull it up one more time. Uh, live stream escape from hotel Izana- uh, izanami and uh, the concept of live uh, of live stream is that you play as three girls obviously in japan uh that are trying to make it big on youtube or whatever platform they're using uh and so they go to this haunted hotel that was like part of a resort like a not not resort but like a Bordered or was right across the street from like a, a local amusement park, uh, and so they're going to this haunted hotel to get contents. The hotel is uh, has been uh, has been abandoned for years, and they constantly use the word ruins as if it's like that's the best description for an abandoned building in this localization. Ruins, yes, these are ruins after all. Uh, regardless, wh- whatever. Um, I'm not going to dwell <laughs> dwell on that, but. In the process of uh, getting footage for uh, their their video, they end up getting separated, and you end up getting chased by a mascot character of the uh, old amusement park, which is, I think, just a big fucking bear, like a big bear suit, more or less, like a cartoony bear suit that has blood streaming out of its eyes and orifices and whatnot. So, kind of horrible Wait, it in that. Looks re- like a. In all the images I'm seeing, it looks like a pig. Is it the pig? Maybe it's a pig. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I fucking tried to block this off from my head after I played it last night. Uh, <laughs> but but we noticed something very interesting uh, when we went to our first hiding spot in uh in in a bedroom. Like we we had to escape from the uh, from the pig mascot into a bedroom, and we hid into uh, hid in the water closet, or you know like. The, the room that is only a toilet, because it's Japan, right? And uh, upon hiding in the water closet, your character kneels down, and it's, it's just a fucking panty shot. Just like, bam, there's a panty shot for you. And if, if that weren't enough, once, you, once you've hidden from this, this, uh, this mascot serial killer person or whatever, you uh, find yourself locked in the room, so you have to go through a little puzzle of figuring out like how to unlock this panel that's covering the uh, the deadbolt. Uh, upon doing so, though, you end up opening up a vent in the bathroom, in which a bunch of hair comes out and fucking grapples you. Like it's like you know grabbing at your limbs, your legs, your neck, 
And the picture they decide to show, which, by the way, this is like the maybe like the first actual picture that's not using like character models in some form or fashion, is straight up the the character spread eagle, panties showing, the hair wrapping around everything, kind of like you're watching Tentacle something or other. And uh, at this point, Scott's uncomfortability intensifies. At, at this point, like, where did this family-friendly endeavor go? <laughs> <laughs> there was like, there was no indication through the description, and we didn't watch the trailer on the on the 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 Nintendo store. And this is the Nintendo store, by the way, so it can't just be straight up like porn. No, uh, it cannot. Or, or adult games, and I I want to, for the record, say that there's nothing wrong with like adult games or whatever. It's just that like, you know, you gotta you gotta be careful though. Uh, because you know a lot of games are banned on twitch or not a lot but like games are banned on twitch so you have to be careful about about what's seen and what's shown like if if you're whatever i'm not going to get into the politics on twitch for now but like you got to be careful is what i'm saying right yeah you could say as a general rule it's at least nice to be uh like ready for kink to appear (laughs) (laughs) so so i'm like i'm trying to struggle to get the image down as fast as i can because i don't want just like this huge fucking panty shot up Mom, what are you doing behind me (laughs) (laughs) and and tiff here is the whole like during this whole duration is laughing her ass off about the situation uh but anyways though like like if if you can't tell like i'm not really talking about the game mechanics quite yet more just like the ridiculous nature of this game uh later after stream uh tiff and i pull up the actual trailer for this game and uh it seems like a pretty normal trailer up until you get into the one minute and 14 or maybe actually a bit before this uh second mark uh where one of the features to this game is you can touch the girls as much as you want (laughs) oh no that's a feature now so so i'm assuming that like the the point at which i had the scissors trying to cut the hair and free our character from, you know, the the hair death trap actually was not timed at all. And I probably could have clicked on other nefarious points or interesting spots of her body to get reactions from. You could have been a real villain and given her baby bangs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but, uh, um... But like, if we're getting back to it, uh, I like the game seemed appealing to me at first because it was kind of like this is what I would consider to be like the modern day equivalent of like we're a bunch of teenagers getting frisky at a summer camp. Like you're asking yourself to get fucking killed by being YouTubers and going to get content from a haunted place, right? It would have been great if you stopped before the going to a haunted house to get content. (laughs) You're asking for it by being YouTubers. (laughs) But but the the game itself, I think, is actually just kind of bad so far. And why I say that is because the enemy spawns in, uh, like, we'll we'll say, like... um, unrealistic ways which i think by nature is fine like a lot of games a lot of horror games if you have like one single enemy or something they they bend the rules of the physics a little bit to make it more dangerous more more uh daunting like like mr x for instance in resident evil 2 good example of like a a you know an entity that you have to kind of run away from and whatnot he will like 
more or less skip through rooms extremely fast once you get far enough away from him. It, it sort of like he phases into the room and out pretty quickly. Once he starts getting closer, it starts to actually track his actual movement through that room and whatnot, right? But like he, he right. just spawns up occasionally. Quick load if he's across the mansion. Yeah, and and when you get to certain spots, like there are scripted encounters with him. So if you happen to go across a specific wall, that's going to get broken by Mister X. Uh, Mister X breaks the wall, regardless of if you last saw him in the library, like all the way across the mansion before, and you've been super quiet getting to this point, right? This game, though, the issue with it spawning the monster. Uh, is it spawns at that point where if it happens to spawn here, you're just fucking dead because there's you're in a dead end and there's no hiding spot. So it's like, well, I guess I just died. And the monster will just spawn like three feet away from you sometimes, speaking like in-game distance. So it's like, it, it's like, well, I guess I'm just fucking dead. Or, oh my goodness, like, how did I not see this thing appear right behind me or right in front of me? So... Having, I, I'm no expert on horror games, but I've played enough of them on stream now to feel like I, I have a sense of like what works and what doesn't work from a mechanical standpoint. And I think it's just fucking bullshit for them to spawn a monster on you when you're in a dead end. What, what do you do? He's literally in between you and the hiding spot. Also, I'm pretty sure. Sh- I'm pretty sure that like, uh, they they had certain ideas for the game that just no longer that they never fully implemented like when you're in in a hiding spot you automatically turn off your cell phone camera because by the way you're doing a youtube video but that's what you're using a cell phone um they uh they even talked about how oh you know i forgot my regular camera it's like i guess maybe we were too lazy to get the sprite in for a fucking regular slr or something mirrorless Anyways, uh, when you go into a hiding spot, your camera is off by default, but you can turn it back on. I definitely at one point coyly turned the light on while the monster was in the room to see if it reacted and nothing happens. It just illuminated the panty shot even more. Uh, Notice how he said he coyly did it and then it illuminated the panty shot. Yep. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like a bunch of, like, walk to a a specific location, pick up item, advance through puzzle sort of game, if you will. Like, Tiff said, I'm playing it more, so I'm going to play it more, apparently. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) I was even like, Tiff, you could play it. Why don't you play it for stream? And she's like, but then I don't get to see you struggle and and get scared. Because, like, the game is kind of scary. A lot of it, I think, has, or at least it, it was scary through that first stream, but I think a lot of it was because it was so fucking memeable up until that point. Mm-hmm. Like, the the production value is not super great. Uh, the, the way that, like, the game is animated is that basically you have, like, a 2D sprite that is built up upon layers, and then they just start fucking moving the limbs and arms and stuff to create your movement. So... Um, as opposed to like you know having pre-rendered out, pre-drawn frames of animation, it's more like a flash animation, if that makes sense. Uh, which I, I, I'm trying to think of what other games I've seen do that more successfully. And the first one that comes to mind is uh, the World War One, like educational, but not only educational game. But what what is it like? Broken Hearts or something? Nah, Broken, Broken Hearts. Yeah, yeah. Broken yeah. Hearts. Is it Broken Hearts? Yeah, Broken Hearts. I don't because you use the dog for a little bit and you got the cook. With the pan. 
Or, uh, sorry, it's probably Valiant Hearts, The Great War, also Valiant known as Soldat Inconnu, oh. Memoir de la Grande Guerre. Yeah, that, that's a game. Like, now, granted, that's like way more cartoony. Uh, Very much so. So, like, it happens to work a little better in that regard, but. Not I bad. Love the fact that I haven't thought Scott about that. Knew, <laughs> knew exactly what you said. Yeah. I have not played that game in years and years, but. Uh, memorable. Not bad. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was a memorable game. That ending, though. That hey, ending, though. World War One was bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say about games. What have you guys been up to? Games have I already you played? mentioned my games. Literally, Final Fantasy. That was it. Mm, okay. Uh, I too, I need to finish Omori. I have to get it done because I keep looking at the Zero Escape series and being like, I'm coming. I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of these rooms, but first I've gotta get out of these dreams. Uh so I'm gonna work on Mora Mori. But in the meantime, instead of playing video games, uh I tried out a virtual tabletop known as Foundry Virtual Tabletop for uh D D fifth edition, more or less. Did a like quick one shot yesterday with it, and holy shit, has it made the virtual tabletop experience so much better than any alternative that I've used with like Roll Twenty or Tabletop Simulator or whatever. It's got dynamic lighting. It seems to be like very sort of open source friendly for all sorts of mods uh, and adjustments, and it turns what is normally sort of like this fusion between say pen and paper and visualization into uh or at least that's how it goes with a lot of other virtual tabletop stuff into actually like almost being able to have like a Baldur's Gate style uh hot bar of abilities and tools and then like templates that you can put down for spell ranges or cones and stuff like that really really cool and good um just like absolutely delighted by how much of a fun experience it was to run a couple combat encounters and see how like my character with dark vision has a different cone of vision than another player who's using bra- the browser for their character and they can't see shit while i can see you know this like 60 foot area of uh like semi-lighted map or uh you know being able to like better visualize things like cover and positioning and range and easy draw tools or like ping options and uh like icon selection that makes it a lot easier as well as a like chat and dice rolling log that's fair like it takes a second to get used to, but once you understand the basic, like the basic components of it, is super intuitive, which is really nice. Like, really, really nice, super useful, um, and it's going to be the primary sort of component for, um, like larger representations of areas as well as like more complex combats in the D and D campaign that I'll be joining soon. That, uh, that mutual friend of you know cookie and i's kyle is is running essentially so very very excited to learn more about it but overall just like blown away it's like will you be purchasing it you don't that's what i think is so great about it is that uh to to benefit from it 
you don't have to purchase it. It's a DM purchase only, and then they're able to essentially share it with their players, which makes it fairly affordable. But if you're asking, am I going to put in sort of the time and work and effort to do it for my own campaigns, even though it is a simple $50 one-time payment? Uh, no, nope. <laughs> okay. Oh, and actually, it looks like you don't have to be the DM. So like the person who sets up the game can just be player one and the DM could just join Ooh, as see, game master. That's what makes it even better. I have Kyle continued to be the cash cow of this game of, you know, my <laughs> D and D content because he has a good job that pays well. And uh, we get to enjoy sort of the benefits of that downstream. So yeah, I don't have any I don't have any notes that are negative except for the fact that like there are a couple things that it would be nice for the player to be able to do. Like I was using an ability for instance that like it put down a template for a cone on the map and then it was like, "Oh, I can't delete this. I have to let, you know, the game master whoever's running it delete it." But since I'm the one who like put it into the space, I feel like I should be able to delete it or alter it or adjust it, but like it's a pretty small gripe overall. It's super, super intuitive, and it's really nice. It addressed a lot of the problems that I otherwise face, too, where it's like if a player wants to use an ability or cast a spell, and I'm not familiar with it as a DM or someone else has a question about it, there's literally, I don't know if this is part of a mod that went into it, because it sounds like the mod infrastructure is really good, or if it's from the base version, but there's literally a description of the exact wording from whatever source book that this content would come from that populates in. And so when you cast that spell, everyone can sort of read the details and see how it works. And then you don't have to have successive like understanding or people like trying to adjudicate how it works because everyone can see the language all at once, as opposed to someone like reading it out for someone else or sharing a link to the page or the DM going into their character sheet and something like D&D Beyond. It Holy is shit, this is, this is really awesome. slick, yeah. And for fifty bucks, it seems like a steal because a lot of these other like virtual tabletops, tabletop simulator is not particularly good for D anD. d That's my personal opinion. Um, but I've used it, and something like Roll Twenty, if I remember correctly, is a subscription service. So you're going to burn out the value of maybe the cheaper price you're paying for that in a period uh, of time. Roll Twenty is not a subscription. It's not. You- Oh. You can just buy. You can just buy modules, and it comes with all of the. Oh, that's right. Yeah, otherwise that's right. signing the, up is free. The, that's right. You can use it for free. It's the content access that is gated behind purchases. Um, but I don't like. Like I think the big thing is that that like GUI and that user interface in general is less intuitive. It's not the best. And, has proven yeah i for people who are like computer savvy i don't worry about it for them because it does sort of follow like some basic programming language rules to do things but foundry creates a lot more sort of like buttons and intuitive mouse clicks and hotkeys and whatnot to solve that that gap so someone who is less experienced can pick it up faster do you think you're sacrificing anything by using this over uh roll 20 though like is there i don't i don't use roll 20 so no it's just providing a benefit does it have so in our sunday night D games that we play we use roll 20 for map placements and we just have the gm 
we move used tokens around. Uh, we use um uh we use tabletop simulator for that. Oh, we play on Friday, Scott. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So when we're using Roll20, uh, we do all of our voice chat through Discord, but we have our video like feed so we can see each other on Roll20. Does the Foundry have Foundry like does a... have voice and video, I believe, integrated. But okay. uh, I use Discord for it just because we like discord like it was Discord's easy to nice. set up yeah okay i may end up i'm gonna do a little bit of digging on this and i may end up picking it up because i want to you'll get chances to explore it as well we might tool around with it for those friday sessions uh just to see how that goes a little bit nice yeah, yeah i want to so... figure out about doing a um i want to run a campaign of Waterdeep. uh dragon heist Dragon Heist. That would be sweet, yeah. Uh, Neil, the best way I can describe it, too, is like it really feels like it takes as much of the pen and paper game as possible and turns it into sort of a top-down, uh, you know, like Baldur's Gate experience with that, gotcha. with that hot bar inclusion and the other sort of smart options of like vision cones and things like that. Uh, it makes up for the ways that a bunch of other... Uh, options are a little clunkier on or don't provide so that's definitely the thing that i enjoyed the most about it so i was like it feels like we're getting really close to being able to sort of mimic the uh real the really cool accessibility of you know a big sort of uh <laughs> ollie is on one uh but it, it gets us closer and closer to sort of mimicking the tools that like the game developers Larian Studio has has used for making Baldur's Gate a lot of fun as a multiplayer experience as well. But this also gives you the controls of the GM. You're not playing some pre-scripted uh, you know, story and content. It's all much more free form. It's tools like this that make me interested in just like trying it out at some point in time but you got you gotta get involved hell yeah <sighs> too many games to play though too many i games. know it it would definitely it'll cut into your schedule for sure like that's the that's definitely the thing is as i have put more time into my D or tabletop gaming it is directly it has been reflected like absolutely over the history of this podcast like the amount of time i have to play other things Right. The night that I take prep for, you know, Curse of Strahd, for instance, I would normally be putting towards getting Omori done. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy this, you putting effort towards Curse of Strahd. Yeah, it's been fun as hell. Uh, that's for sure. That's all oh, I've got for there, there oh, is go um there is a subscription base that you can do for um Roll Twenty. Roll twenty. That's what I thought. But it gives you more had, stuff, but you can buy yeah. things piecemeal as well. Since I had barely used it, though, I was not certain about it. I'm I'm pretty much willing to be corrected on any of these tools because I am not the main user as much as just a, a benefactor of it. I like it. Is that it for Tapcast? I think so. Tapcast it, yeah. I like that. Tapcast. It feels Sweet. good. Tangential Advisory Podcast. So that was episode See, one. Now we could, 
Oh, sorry. Go Episode ahead. one. I was going to say, now we could be like the Kaz cast or the, oh gosh, the CAG cast. We're the TAP cast. Wait, have, has anyone done the Google search, by the way? What is that The TAG mean? cast? Just saying. I just get the cast of the movie TAG. Rutgers Teaching Assistance Project. I think we're good. I think we I have think a bigger profile well. <laughs> than Rutgers. Yeah. Engaging in a quiet classroom workshop preview. In this episode, we give a preview of an upcoming workshop on engaging a quiet classroom. For more information about our workshops or to register, visit tap.rutgers.edu. Ooh, this is actually one last question I have, and it is, uh, it's a weird one that I just thought of. In my town, there are multiple billboards around town now advertising for podcasts. Have you seen this? Seriously? No. Yeah, no. Two different billboards in my city that advertise for local podcasts. Local, I should also say, like podcasts that are being produced and hosted within the city. Uh, nice. Unfortunately, this one's being produced and hosted in Nebraska, I guess, technically. Or, you know, we could just we could just throw that though that responsibility of it's produced in montana i could really use a roommate out here neil i think we could get a nice place with the combined oh, income god i don't want a job search in montana in a state i don't even live in you just have to uh work remote if only it were that simple oh okay if only it were that say, simple isn't it more expensive to live in montana than in oh, omaha so crazy right now it's I, outrageous so so then he would have to get a job that would be remote that's based out of Montana though. But he gets my he gets my additional income on it. We could uh we could afford a really nice place, I'm sure. I, I think it'd work the other way around if you were in Omaha then uh, My job's not mobile. That's the sad part. You gotta have a scientist in a lab. They well, don't well, you, they don't do well outside of it. What you need to do is you need to go and rig up one of those Robbies, those Nintendo Robbies or whatever, the the Nintendo robots, and yeah. then you need to use that to do your remote work. I think that's probably got like the right, you know, uh, no skill way. set to handle any of this. You you pick up the or or what about one of those robots that like were piggy banks back in the good old days where you put a coin in it and you push down the hands and then it ate the coin. <laughs> Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I do. No, I just I had a regular piggy bank. <laughs> what, what? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to building a deck. Yeah, let's let's call it let's call it a day here, guys. Thanks for watching, everybody, or li- thanks for listening, rather, for uh, those of you listening to the now uploaded now as in like you're listening right now, not watching podcast. Calling his shot, pointing out to the stands, the Babe Ruth of podcasting. Uh, have a great one everyone bye alright that's the end of the episode bam because now we have to figure if we're throwing things online we have uh, have to be conscious of what the ending of that is and so forth That all yeah. that said now I can continue to nail the end of the stream like always guys thanks for watching might be back on later not entirely sure i'm still pretty tired from yesterday that was a <laughs> that was a crazy stream of uh mega man and uh live stream the haunting of izanami whatever the hell
But okay, but I'm not. Have a great one, guys. See Bye. you later. Bye. Bye.